Yo, mic check, one, two, one, two. And you are listening to the Minds Wide Open Podcast, episode two. This is a little sit down I had with my homie, for heaven's sake, that's at for heaven's sake 100, both four and one are numbers, on all social platforms. This was a little sit down I had with him just last night, and, um... It'll be the hopefully last episode where I made a little error in production. Uh, I didn't have my text with me last night, so I kind of ran it myself. And I may or may not have missed the first 10 or 20 minutes of our conversation. But either way, it was still an enjoyable, productive conversation. Um, my man Hev, he's a father, a seasoned MC, and all-around charismatic and lovable cat and um we got into all sorts of topics of discussion which you're about to hear i believe we're starting off on future and the growth of his image or lack of uh thank y'all for listening and love you yeah i think that he does i never really think i thought that he did it in the beginning and once he started talking about it he stopped because the way he was speaking about it was so... He marketed it to the T. So it wasn't something I don't think he was consuming. I don't. I, I just didn't buy it. I thought that he was trying to get everyone else to consume. By the way, he called his purple this mixtape, the this one. And kids are dying from the same shit at the time he's doing it. So me, I looked at it as marketing only. I never thought he was going to consume it himself. Because if you're destroying people, you're not going to go down with them. You're literally destroying them. You're not destroying you. It's like 50 Cent. He made... A couple of good smoke songs, but he does not smoke. He doesn't smoke. And you know what I'm saying? And he doesn't drink like that. But, I mean, promoted. Who knows what the guy does? But promoted, he doesn't drink or smoke. So it's like, that's the type of uh, polar opposite thing you got going on as an artist. I don't think I don't think nothing's wrong with talking about drinking. Things that are accepted socially, and you know that I ain't going to freaking kill you. If you know that, all right, we know cocaine is killing us. There was a point in time where it was accepted socially. Now we know it's killing you. It's crazy. Oh, boom. We got a tag on it. If that codeine and the lean and all that, if it still has that, it killed a couple of us. And we know as a hip-hop community what it is and for us to continue to promote it. I think that it's just, it's part of our culture now. It's part of a, a section of hip-hop. It's part of it. So it's like I think it's like an unsaid thing. I mean, we talk about it. There's been a couple of DVDs about it. You know, DJ Screw, a couple of MCs in, from um, Texas. There's been a couple of DVDs and uh, documentaries. So, so it's not something that we don't want to talk about. I just don't think we're doing anything about it. I think, especially when it comes to like, sorry about that, the syrup and shit. I, think, I feel like Wayne was definitely like when he started going through serious, obvious medical issues. That's what brought awareness that, to it. That was the big. I one. hate to say that. I hate to say I'm that. Saying it, that's that's Wayne what brought awareness to it. Him getting hurt or that because these young guys. But apparently, that's what it takes. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, these young guys look to Wayne like a like Jay Z. He's their Jay Z for like a lack of a better term. I grew up with that generation. That's my generation like if you saw a, a exact flashback to my like when was i in middle school like oh oh six i don't i don't remember exactly when but <laughs> whenever i was in middle school if you looked at my thousand songs in my itunes there there might be literally like 600 to 700 Lil wayne songs 
That's crazy. Because I listened to Wayne, and he was always my favorite hot boy. I mean, I, he always stood out. Like Juvie, love BG. But yeah, you man. Know? He always stood out. Liked him from the beginning because he was always animated. It was only a, later on in time he began to deliver like a northern artist. Later on. And that's when well, I that kinda, just came with time. Well, that came with different writers he was influenced by. Gilly the Kid was one of the But people. like the fact that he was so prolific for so long, it was inevitable that obviously, number one, he liked doing it. But also, no, he was two, that he was, he was, he was he, super It was inevitable dope. that he was going to try was everything. He was the best. Eventually. And I, mean? I think that. You're going to get bored. I don't think people give him credit for how much he's donated to the game. I mean, you got... I don't know. I think he gets a lot of credit. I mean, no, what I'm talking about setting trends, right? Because you got guys that really set trends. Method Man set trends. Seriously. Like, when they do something, everyone copies them. Like, Jay-Z set trends. Um... You know, and going down, Eminem set trends, of course, definitely. Yep. And um, going to Wayne. Wayne Diff did, did the same thing. I mean, down to the identities, the tattoos on the faces, and the, the placement of tattoos, uh, the he's dreads. Arguably you know. one of the major origins of that becoming way more common, too, yeah. I just think, and, and then the we're going to leave that and just go to the slang that he's donated to the game. We know he created Bling. Let's go there and say that. He's the... First giant face tattooed Lil that ever really was, and he spawned everything that is. You know what I mean? Like, well, they grabbed. They, you know, as far as what the mainstream yeah. is really interested. A lot in of right the young now, kids liked him, and then they. How do you famous. get signed right now without a face tattoo? Where are they at? <laughs> no, I mean, look, it's nothing. Everything in hip hop comes from the youth, right? Normally, and that's why I say. I don't. I don't want to look at them the way they, they used to look at the. You know me when oh you listen to Snoop Dogg, Snoop Doggy Dogg, and he was in court behind this all this craziness. Not the murder, but just the whole saying the word bitch and the music and the destroying of society and this and that. To see that and him going through that is the same kind of thing. If we scrutinize these kids for what they're doing outside of the suicide rate, outside of the drugs they're using. You know what I mean? Because our generation seems like the pushers and the pimps. Their generation seems like the addicts and the babies that had to take the effect of what the generation before did. That's what it seems like when you listen to a little Uzi Verton. I don't really care. I mean, if, if you, you just you literally know listen to hip hop music yeah. in chronological order, it, it definitely is. It like seems that way. Like becoming you know. the, the product of your own product. Yeah, like sometimes the rap game reminds me of the crack game, you know. That that line is rings so so true in a lot of ways because in the crack game you have those who become of, you know, never get. I mean, you were saying supply. how the music is a reflection of what's actually going on. Maybe that is what's going on. Like it's more. I, I mean, at the same time, th there is still those other things <laughs> going on. But like, as far as hip hop and its involvement in anything aside from itself. That is a dope-ass response to what I said because I didn't notice that because that probably is what it is. You know, I'm just... And that's sad. Let's be clear. Suicidal rate for these young guys, you know, XXX and all, you know, so forth. Lil Pump. Even if I didn't listen to their music... Homicidal, suicidal. Yeah, like, whatever it was... Or Lil Peeps, sorry. I don't want to put that on Lil Pump. That's different. Damn, Lil Peeps is the one that passed. Damn, my bad, Pump. But... <laughs> I think well, I was thinking more about how you said suicidal and then said X, who was not suicide but homicide. Well, 
I connect him to both. If you listen to this kid's music, he was not okay. Well, clearly, but if I'm depressed and someone shoots me, it doesn't mean I can't fuck. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, you're right. Damn. You know, hey, it's bad either way. Either way it goes, it's terrible. I think that the young youth... That, that, that if for this to be the reflection, it's like, come on, man, damn. If Bruce Lee influenced, like, let's not even use Bruce Lee. Let's use like a freaking Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson influenced a whole bunch of people, and I don't, I don't think that. Oh, that's even that's an even worse example. <laughs> that's worse because then I'm going towards Chris Brown, and he's just not looking good recently. Yeah, so I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm going towards a dead end. Well, what are you trying to represent? Well, I was just trying to say if you're influenced by something, it's not you don't gotta take the negative out of it. You can take the great from it and turn it into something else. But our generation is like, yo, since Snoop Dogg was a pimp, I'm gonna be a pimp. It's just crazy how hip hop was influenced, but the like the basketball players say, we can't do this because the kids are watching. We can't do that because the kids are watching. There's this sense of role model shit. Rappers have always said, I ain't no damn role model. I come for the streets. Well, all that so, comes from the top, though. Because, like, where does the, you know, the players, the athletes, where does their sense of, you know, role model it censorship comes from, come it, from? It does come from up top, but it, it came from up top after the response. Certain people, like, industries all right, operate so differently. There, that's the source industries right there. Industries operate differently. Is the the athletic industry's money yes. can get touched because of that. Yes, the music industry's money can't get touched because that's the product. Yes. Yes. But it's it still gets crossed. Like, you'll find that ballers want to be rappers, rappers want to be ballers. So when you see it cross, that's when I start to talk and say what I'm saying. Because you see, like an Iverson is the reason why I think guys like Iverson and Iverson himself started out, not, not on the court, off the court, started a lot of what these guys go through now as far as having to deal with themselves and handle themselves a certain way because he came through pants all, you know, sagging and came through like he was the streets, came through. And they were like, what? At first, they didn't know what it was. They didn't know what response was going to happen because they it took a while for them to really stop it because they didn't know, what, what what is this? It started to work for him, but it didn't work for no one after him. And then on top of that, it pioneered certain things like you got Birdman, right? I don't think you could have had a Birdman so eccentric and everything if Iverson didn't kind of blaze the trail and show the guys upstairs where the orders come from what is lucrative and what isn't that's why i i say you're right but when it breaks down to like um it's like you said that there's no somebody said there's no corporate guy that you know no ceo does you know it's all bad ceos and you were like nah it's that bad. was black ants right <laughs> bad business and i think that then what i've said segues into that like then it goes upstairs the culture it, starts at the know? top though yeah well, yeah, I can agree with you on that. But whether it's intentionally or by side effect. When we're talking about the uh, tiers of business, yes. Well, in anything, because if whoever is at the top of even a government of people is oppressive, that's going to be perfectly reflected in, below in a negative way, where it works. Any form of leadership is still going to reflect that same I have a rebellious mind state by nature. So when I hear those things, I'm always going to think of that one dude that could turn it and tip the scales. 
I have a rebellious mind state by nature. Man, rasta, man. That's so why you're I a perfect see, podcast. I see well. that. Because <laughs> you just want to argue. <laughs> well, I just, I just, I see it just that one guy in the room. Yeah, you're right. The whole regime's running shit, but this one guy in the room can change everything. And that's who I'm putting the money on. You know what I mean? So even if the whole room is under that, I believe, okay, like you have a crazy situation going on in Venezuela right now, too. <laughs> crazy. You know what I mean? I mm -hmm. think it's kind of, uh, that's a good segue to even. Get into that, but you know, one time for Venezuela, man. I hope, Seriously, you know, one time for the children out there, one time for the families, for real, because it's rough. For and I and I don't want to believe any of the image that the television is showing me. I don't want to believe it. I watch it, yes, but I want to take it with a grain of salt, and I want to get more interested in and in more. Footage. Regardless, it seems like there is definitely an SOS more. situation in yeah, Venezuela. Yeah, before I really speak on it, I, I want to get some more I don't know who's doing what for real or what, and I'm definitely nowhere near, you know, researched enough to speak on anything, but they, they, could, they could use some help. All <laughs> it's I know. pretty rough. Yeah. And, then, and you know, and, and that's another thing, too, awareness. And let's speak to one time for the Latino community in, in the music. Shout out. In the music last Yo, year, that's a this massively year, still growing what? genre. Like it's the quickest growing genre still. Recently, it just blew the hell out of the doors in the last three years, four years. If you've been what like kind of watching it, it, it has been on. It like it's been moving. The, it's been the only one growing still for real, besides hip hop. But it's crazy. It's, what it it's, just it's, did. It's, it's hit a huge arc. For it just sure. did some like, shit. Like I agree arc, with you on bad. that shit. Whatever an upwards correlation would be. I'm it's an arc. <laughs> it's definitely an arc because, yo, Despacito was one of the biggest records on YouTube. That was a breaking point. That was like a threshold yes. to hit. Yes. That when that happened, snowball. that year, they were just That was when, when all them. the white girls were like, yo, we can listen to Latin music yes. and it's fun. Yes. And we can be to it. Well... Like, <laughs> It's, I don't want to say yes after that one. I was like, yes, yes. I almost got you. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, it's a great record. But that whole year, outside of that record, that whole entire year, they made everybody bow down. Everybody that was from far, uh, neighboring genres had to come over and dance with us when you're them. Like, you had Pharrell with a record, Safari. One time for Safari, that record was dope. Love that record. You could put that shit on anywhere. And you don't even know it's Pharrell until you see the video if you're not on point with voices and all of that. You're like, oh, that's Pharrell. Even if you're on point, Pharrell could fool some yeah, people, he's, man. Yeah, he's, he's pretty dope. He'll he throw around there. a whole new voice like he's Seth Man, he's in there speaking Spanish. He did his <laughs> thing. One time for Safari and Pharrell. Safarel. Yeah, Safarel. <laughs> Sorry. Nah, but yo, that that's one record you got. Um, Shakira killed him last year. No, year before last. It was all about this chick. Every single record she did. So that industry, Shakira, one time Shakira. for them. Yeah, she was doing great. Man, she's... How long has she been a massively relevant Latin artist, though? Like... 20-something years. Decades, man. That's yeah. crazy. Like... Yeah. But that's how it works when you create those type of records. And you're... She has an amazing amount of consistency because she shows up on other people's records. I think that's her most... Uh, valid like her most strong point is that even though she may not she'll have her record killing it competing with other records with her on it because it's another artist so she'll be collectively she'll be on the chart four or five times competing with herself in different records 
So her record may not make it, but the record with her on it does. It's some law, all she, types of. She's a sleeper chart powerhouse. It, yeah, like, she's doing amazing things, although, you know, a lot of people don't. She's think one of those this. people where you don't think about it too, it. too much, but then you look at her numbers and you're like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. she's killing it. That's right. Yep. I forgot. I mean, at least that I that's how I am cuz I don't want to put it too far off cuz if you're selling a million records, you're selling a million records. There's a million people that know you. It's just not me. I'm not bad. I'm out of it. it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm out of the loop, not them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, but their their industry did really well and I think that that's uh due to us copying. We copy a lot. We need to evolve going back to what I'm saying, grow. I'm seeing other industries grow. I'm seeing other industries do things. Our lead artists need to stop relying on swag, stop relying on beat, stop making your producer the only one that's the center of the track. He's already done his job. I don't think that they think that is the case. No, they don't think that's the case. That's why we have this problem. So how can they stop? By me telling them to stop <laughs> and coming out with records that do the Yo, you heard it here opposite. first from For Heaven's Sake. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> With the letting of the production lead the track. Yes, when you dancing with your girl, right? There's certain dances where you're going to lead if they understand, if you're dancing. Now, you step on her toes, she going to know you don't know how to dance, man. And you're stepping on toes out there. You're stepping on toes. Two left feet, motherfucking ass. Right. And when it's hammer time, you better hide your toes. One time for Hove. You'll get your credit, Jay. I ain't going to take your line without giving you credit. I'm sure someone would know what that is. Of course. That's why I'm going to give him credit before you get any weird comments. And don't be in the comments acting no, crazy. No, man, you leave it there so I can get some kind of engagement. <laughs> you got to piss people off on some level. Is that what it is? Engagement. Yeah. All right. What are you seriously opinionated about? Let's piss some people off here. Hey, I'm opinionated What's about What's your a lot least popular opinion? Oh, man. <laughs> Me Too movement. <laughs> word up like that's gonna be that whole thing you know like what i think it's doing to the industry and then how i i have a duality of i feel crazy about it and then i hate it and i love it it's i have a weird relationship with it it's because it's like it's one of those it's heart is in the right place situations you know what <laughs> and, I mean? and then you see people use it maliciously but to do things. They, they don't want to see the massive issues with it yeah people are willing to infringe upon rights for security in various ways the only reason i'm willing to keep my opinions you know away from the judgment is because I don't know what it feels like to not be able to vote as far as like, oh, you're a woman, you can't vote. Or you're a woman, you can't work like this. Or you're a woman, you can't have this job. Or you're a, like, I can't, you know, I don't know what it's like to be black and not be able to, you know, do something. But to be told. Women, women's suffrage was that's a while what, ago for that's the record. What, yeah, it was, I mean, it was, but if they, like, they <laughs> just, can say the same. started with women not this, voting. I'm they can say the same shit about slavery. There, that's there, that's there, why I just, just try to keep it all. there's a lot of issues all. for women right now. Just voting isn't one of them, is <laughs> I brought it up as the least it's the one I could touch without getting sucked in I think women's Voting suffrage a, movement was like in the 50s it was, if I'm not wrong if I'm not mistaken even yes. you're not that old no no I'm not that old but I, I do watch a lot of damn documentaries okay and I watch a lot of shit so I guess I did start there because I guess that's where their whole <laughs> uprising began let me not say you know but voting is just the easier subject to approach Everything else they did fight for, you know, you find that a lot of women that were famous in the industry were getting raped and forced to do this scene and this one was doing. It's like, whoa, 
Whoa! I was watching this movie, and you did what? When he said action, he had well, just what? And I guess like, we're it's, now it's, we're in a climate of that's totally all open. at the forefront, yeah. and the pendulum has to swing the other way for a little bit, and they have to go a little too far in the response before yeah. it balances out to like. I just don't think they ever had a voice, and if you never had a voice, I don't think you're gonna know how to sing. So I don't expect them to when they're making these mistakes and going after these guys, and I think it's just you reap what you sow if it's true. Um, if it's we're in a, a society where we can prepare ourselves, I mean, ASAP Rocky just recently denied a fan a kiss on the cheek, and that was uh, the epitome of what. Okay, that's what's going on. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Assert yourself. Don't just keep getting caught and be like, "Damn, they got me." You didn't just see the five other dudes that they just got. Why are you still moving like that? I mean, Kevin Hart taking pictures with his fans with his hands behind his back casually just these little things that they're doing to protect themselves in the long run that don't really they're subtle things they don't really make you know anybody feel uncomfortable but as an artist if you're aware you should be okay you cannot be all right i'm good i got these charges on me and i got away from them but you all can come back to my hotel no you cannot come back to my hotel we are going to be in a situation where everyone is watching everyone at all times. I'm not breaking away with not one of y'all. And that's how, and it's like you got to really read the climate. I mean, of course, you're going to have a good time. You're an artist and everything. But if you have gotten to a situation before and you're creating a pattern, the pattern is going to destroy you, innocent or not. And if you're not aware of that and you're not conscious of that, you deserve it. Because this is a game that you got into knowing that sharks are swimming. This is a game without any of your mistakes. You can be have a perfect career on some Jim Carrey shit <laughs> and still the Sharks will get you. So it just, I think they're going to try to paint you out of anything. You make a mistake, they're going to try to make the most out of it. And because you may have priors, they, anything gets magnified as time goes on. If you look at Robert Downey Jr. now and you looked at him 20 years ago, 10 years ago, you wouldn't even know it was the same person. He had his troubles in Hollywood, was drunk, had his drug problems in Hollywood. But nobody would know that today. He's the comeback kid. Why? Because he chose that. He saw He saw what happened to Belushi. He saw what happened to River Phoenix. He saw what happened to all these other guys that took cocaine and thought that it was a game, Farley. He saw what happened to these dudes, these legends that was coming and, and they just burned out way too fast. He saw these people and chose to change. He was, these are the people he was interacting with at the clubs. And he changed. So... I just don't think that we're conscious. I think we have a sense of, uh, we have a God complex. Um, Kodak Black got a line uh, pulling pulling up in the Beamer on God. Like, on God. Like, you know how they say I'm on, you know, drip or I'm I'm on fleek or whatever it is that they say. I'm. So this is a term for I'm dope. But he said he's on God. That was blasphemic as shit. But then he also has a song where he said, you don't even believe in Jesus. Why right. you had a Jesus piece? So he's making a a, um, a way with, with just throwing little blasphemic statements out there. And that's just not him. I mean, Biggie did it too. You know, let's not, let's not categorize my little homie. But I think because he's the most famous, you know, right now, he's relevant. It's good to speak to that, you know, because you can say what you want. And you can form what you want. And that's the... That's the beauty of the words. <laughs> Your tangents are quite 
curving and impressive, man. I just I'll take you to, everywhere. Excuse me for sitting here and just watching no, for a moment. No, uh, yeah. I'll, let me totally <laughs> change speeds up but li- right now. <laughs> if I were to go to the For Heaven's Sake 100 Instagram and click on your little picture, right, that little circle. Yeah. Uh, what would I see? I, am, am I getting the IG stories that I want from For Heaven's Sake yet? Um, No. You're not getting. You're, you're getting a couple stories. You get a couple screenshots. I'm focused on my YouTube channel for having sake 100 on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Check me out. I'm focused on the YouTube channels and trying to get vlogs to 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 really you know the the whole vlog thing. I got to get used to being on camera. I'm not used to being on camera. I'm trying to shoot and focus on that. I deleted the app off my phone too because I had to um, you know update. So I actually do not have the Instagram app on my phone this evening. I deleted it yesterday. Slipping. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's a. Uh, um, I did make some. I did make some posts, and I got a whole bunch of notifications, and I'm reaching back to them through laptop. But I haven't been posting anything because all the pictures are here, and the laptop's there. I'm and going through technical. You get the stock, though. It's technical. Um, it's technical. Speaking of which, I should have told you to bring that uh, footage over here. Although I guess it doesn't really matter. We're not the card reader. That podcast. You, if you get the card reader, you just pop the card. And boom. Yeah, I got a card reader now. Yes, that's what we need. Yeah, it'll be so easy. <laughs> so easy. Yeah, that's been. But replaced. yeah, that's what. That's why I do the podcast. Check me out on the podcast. Mine's wide open podcast. Find out why you ain't seen the Instagram post. Get at the head. We need more, at least breakdowns of those, which, which you're putting on YouTube, on Instagram, though, so people really know to actually go check it out. You know Sauvignon I mean? Blanc. It's all about the Sauvignon Blanc. And Merlot is coming. Don't sleep. Don't when is Merlot sleep. coming? Merlot is supposed to drop next month. No, we're going to do it in March Man, because we got quick. the open mic. Yeah, I'm not playing because I want to get you know I want to get it out. I've had it a couple, little while, and I've been changing on it. I want it to sound completely different, hard. And you know, just like it, just like Merlot. You have you ever drank Merlot? I want it to be in contrast to Sauvignon Blanc. Got you. That's what I wanted to. Energy say. wise, yes, et cetera. definitely, definitely different, Same darker, lengthish. Yeah, because I'm not gonna start making albums until I'm going into this next project. I'm doing another project called Computer Love Kane. After this, um, it's something I'm working on. It's an alias that I've been working on to go into different things. I've been. Thinking about Elder Bard samples, Sade samples, smooth music, melodic. Like I said, I've been getting into a lot of building melodies, building the a record. More experimental, have I, I? I mean, not experimental. Going back because I think that I got but trapped I mean, in. Still, as far as have is concerned, that's you experimenting with what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the lab. Yeah. With the dry ice and the lab coat. <laughs> dry ice. Yeah, with the. <laughs> that's how you fake the lab look. Yeah. You don't actually need dry ice in the Yeah, no, nah, no, I have to fake the lab, man. I got kids. This is how it's going to look. <laughs> this is how it's going to look. Dry ice is dangerous. Hey, me. man, look. This is how it's going to look, okay? I might need to ship you some meat. We got dry ice. Hey, <laughs> you got beef? Bring it over. We got dry ice. No, nah, but for no, not for nothing, man. I just want to um, change how I'm recording. I, I want to just change the recording process. I spent a lot of years recording in my old-fashioned way, you know? Like, straightforward, no... It was no room to breathe after a while. And you know when you get complacent, you get so good at something that you're just not challenged anymore and you don't even challenge yourself. So then by the time you step out on the court, you forget it's a whole new generation and there's more moves now. 
it's like if you watch a break dancer from the 80s and you watch a break dancer from today. They're doing the same moves, but you can see that the one from today, his moves look more complete. It's evolved, yeah. More I mean, like this is moves. what it's supposed to be. This that's is what he was trying, trying to do. That's why you always be trying new shit, though. Yes. Like, that's the point of experimentation. Yes. And that's what I was going to, bringing us to Merlot and bringing us to pushing the envelope and melodic and singing because I do these things all the time. I'll be freestyling. Let me tell you the funny thing about me. I've had freestyle sessions where I am doing the most as an artist. When we talk about bar count, voice scales, just wilding. And this is freestyling because my producer's freestyling also. He's creating a beat. So I'm in the back. I hear it. It catches me. I start to go in. I got this habit of recording myself. I went That's back. Habit. Yeah, I, got, I went back because I, I started getting on tangents and just coming up with multiple hooks. And it would be like four songs to one beat and I wouldn't know what to pick. And I would always say, yo, I was saying something. So I've gotten to this habit of recording myself. And in one of these sessions, I listened to myself and I went through so many different zones as an artist. I was impressed. But once I went to record, I, that shit got suppressed. It was like once I got behind the mic, you know, and me, I, I speak to that verse that Andre 3000 had when he said, outside of this booth, you don't know what, you know, what you're going to do. Outside of this booth. That's what to me, when you, what I brought what I was going through into the studio, whatever it is, because everybody got life, but sometimes you use it to fuel your art. Mine was not used to fuel my art. I didn't need that shit. So it was hindering me in a lot of ways. And it took a while for me to notice, but that's why I got complacent, because you're in a cycle. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, so you, man. So we all get up. stuck in it. Yeah, so you end up in that. So what I did was I tried to find uh, new avenues to challenge myself as an artist. That's why I choose platforms to target because I know whatever I post shows up on every platform it's a, except Instagram. Whatever move I make shows up on, like if I make a move on Twitter, it's going to show up on Facebook and so forth and so forth. So I think that just learning the internet, that was one thing. Just learning how to target and how to be my brand because I focused a lot about rapping. Once again, speaking to the complacency. Got stuck in doing the 16 16 16 if you listen to an average song today it's not 16 16 16 you see what i mean so going into the studio trying to it, you're working too much you're not trying to create a record no more you're trying to create a dope ass song or, or a dope ass verse and that's thinking too small when you're an artist that's been in the game as long as well I that's why i like the situation of recording the demo or whatever it is you're just fucking you know going off top while production might be happening because what you're seeing is too many choruses or something of that nature. In my head, I'm like, all right, say that one half of it, and then that's your pre-chorus. You turn the second one into a chorus. Third one might be a fucking bridge. And then you entertain the idea of totally being weird with the verses. You guys I usually hear that do 12s shit. or and That's or what y'all need to hear. Do you guys hear what he is saying? That is the ingredient that, for heaven's sake, happened to be missing in the previous years. Is someone that... Here's the record. Here's all of the craziness the artist just splashed on the canvas and then says, you know what? This is what you need to do. These colors really go here. It's beautiful how you threw it down, but let's put some rhythm to that and kind of gives you organization. So it's not even like, I mean, the first process of this is the worst because you as an artist got to take a lot of ego shots learning that you didn't hit the mark here. You didn't hit the mark there, but he's helping you. After working like this a couple times, you begin to hit the mark by yourself. 
So as an artist, you you grow. So if you don't have anybody around you that can do exactly what he just said, hear all of the stuff you just ranted out and thought you had you thought you had only seven to eight hooks and a couple of bars. This guy grabbed you and created a song. Why? Because he could see it with his ears. It's weird to explain that. It, it, it's funny you can how see like. It. I want to, to me, that's like, as far as Randy Moss is associated with preventing you from catching your own ball, I, I want to <laughs> call that draying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even though it's probably more like quincying. Or- quincying. <laughs> you got to turn Quincy into a um, noun. The dude. But it, it, it's a just a intuitive level of production that I, I honestly, if I'm being honest... Which a lot of these, it is tough I've for me to be about these things that. sometimes. Is I, I I am really good at orchestrating other people's shit. If a it's lot of the greats I, have I that, man. You have, I mean, even Michael Jackson. You have Diana Ross. Even anybody that's been a part of a group, I think, and was the helm at the helm of it, can kind of uh, Barry White. That's what I wanted to say. He's very good at that. I mean, he was a maestro himself, like, directly. You already know. You know what I mean? But, yeah, because I was going to say, I don't know Diana Ross to be much in, no, involved I mean, with, with the, the production. Well, no, with the Supremes, with the Supremes, I mean, if you were at the helm of it. Who did I, a lot of the Supremes production? Was that, like, Phil Spector or, like? It was, uh, I think, no, the, I'm, I don't know. I know the writing was smoky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Let's, let's just find out. Right? Let's find out so, who as was As you were saying. The production. Hey, you know, it's funny because you got guys like Phil Spector that shows up in everybody's movie. All right? You got movies about everybody. They do a movie about Diana Ross, you're going to have a Phil Spector character. They did a movie about Tina Turner, you're going to have a Phil Spector character. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, in every single movie, there's a certain guy that just pops up, and he's consistent throughout history, like Agent Coulson from the MCU. He's in every single movie, you know, tying it together. She was also a record producer. Come on, Stand man. Corrected on that. There we go. I mean, uh, you know, with her. Level hey, and of I ain't gonna say. And, I'm and not gonna I say I knew that like that. I'm just gonna say by I by being at the helm of a group, you end up doing shit like that. I didn't know specifics on her production history. I just made an assumption. Diana if Ross. you're at the helm, look at it. She's a you're Pisces need too. To Shout out Diana Ross. She's still going strong. Yeah, man. I One time for Diana I Ross. I grew up on Diana Ross for real. Like I was heavy into Diana Ross and Supremes as like a five year old. It's funny the things I was into at an extremely young age. Like I remember my neighbor across the street gave me a package of cassettes that they were getting rid of because they were moving over to CDs, and I was just like, "Oh shit, let me experiment." I just. You know, took my shitty cassette player, dug into it. There was like fucking everything from the monkeys and Irish music to like. Yes, the monkeys. One time for the monkeys. Hip hop. <laughs> yeah. You know what I didn't know for the longest time is they were born from their show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, there wasn't a band that got a show. It was like they made the monkeys the show and then they toured as a band. That's funny. I, I I didn't know that and I, you know, listened to that t- shit. Like Lou Bega was one of the Like on things. some Partridge family shit. Yeah, literally, yeah. Like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, hey, back in the day that shit was the that was the, the, the good part about the innocence of it. It was so young as far as the industry, the record industry itself was so young 
and digital hasn't changed it. You still but, had mean, a lot it, of shit going you on. You still see that transition to this day, though. Like, I mean, entertainment only always, in Disney is, is always Who fluid. Disney got that shit only. Like, where else? I mean, do I you guess see the other way people on TV common. touring, like how the Partridge Family did it. Like, you're not gonna see, um, like. I guess what's on TV right now, you know, you ain't gonna see fucking NCU, NCIS. <laughs> you ain't gonna see LL Cool J like touring as a cop. I don't know, man. I feel like next time, I mean, a lot of the reality shows are tours to start off with. They like, can do all it. All the talent shows tour. One, yo, one time for Nick Cannon. <laughs> Nick Cannon, I guess. Yeah, because Nick Cannon know, did that. He, he took he, Wildin' Out on a tour. He took it from TV to the tour. You see what I'm saying? And that's what we're talking about. Like, going from TV, having a fan base, and then bringing it straight from the TV to where, hey, I can run up on him tour. and see him. You know what I'm saying? And that's what he showed you. Anything can tour. For real. Anything can tour. Drink Champs is touring. Didn't they tour? Shit. Everybody's touring. Podcasts are touring like crazy. I'm excited to tour both as a musical artist and as a podcast. Like, I want to. I like to tour, period. Just seeing different people on any I terms. Because, yeah. I mean, when I was cooking as a chef, I liked moving around a lot. It was good. Enjoyable. Well, was there anything else on your mind, Hev? Like, no, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm in here you, you venting. I'm chilling. I'm about to roll up some more weed. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm trying to smoke. The people feeling good, you know what I mean? I'm feeling good. Man, I am so excited to move forward with this podcast. Congratulations. Uh, like, I, I guess that's about it, man. Yeah, man. Thanks again for coming through, man. Like, Yes, thanks for having me. You know, keep minds wide open, man. For heaven's sake, 100, son of lightning, man. Get at me. I got to have a little more coffee next time around or something because I, I need to be at your level of like it seemed like you were like yeah yeah I'm already here I'm ready to go I, 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 I was in, I was excited more, they yeah. called me I got the text I felt wanted <laughs> so I beamed man, you're myself welcome here Hev. yeah I beamed myself down so yeah thank you very much man for, for man, thank you letting me slide you know what and I mean? thank you motherfuckers for listening if you listened love you bless. <laughs>